1: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm at Mercedes-Benz Stadium here where Atlanta United drew with Philadelphia one-to-one on this Sunday, March 17th. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. The goals were scored by Aronson for Philadelphia in the 47th minute took a slight deflection off Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, which left Brad Guzan stranded. A a damaged Brad Guzan. He had a black eye and a cut above his eye in the locker room. And then Ezekiel Barco, three minutes after entering the game, and despite being, I think, perhaps the shortest player on the field, uh, got in front of Harris uh, Madunjanin, who is having a horrible start to the season, uh, for a headed goal to draw the game. As always, I'm joined by Jason Longshore, of SoccerDownHere.net and 92.9 FM.
0: Hola, hola. Um, it's an interesting one tonight because Philadelphia, I was a little surprised at their lack of initiative. Um, they were very narrow, and I think Atlanta kept trying to solve that problem. Um Made life difficult for themselves with a sloppy giveaway that led to a goal to open the second half. The deflection, I mean, there's nothing Brad Kazan can do at that point. He's moving to the left to make the save, and it deflects back the other way off the inside of LGP's leg. It was the giveaway that we had, I mean, crazily enough, we had just talked about it at the end of our halftime segment on 92.9, or on Star 94.1 today, about... Atlanta has to be very careful and this is not a, a new phenomenon about turnovers in bad parts of the field but it's something that the way they were playing as this match went on that they had to be extremely careful about because they were pushing numbers forward on a regular basis and that goal you get caught with a turnover Aaronson takes his chance well and you're behind the eight ball at that point as Barco substitution brought life absolutely brought life um that whole sequence started with Barco on the left, played the ball inside, took a couple more passes around to get hit Gressel, and Barco continued his run the whole way and converts on the header at the end. And then you didn't really get Barco on the ball enough after that. I would have liked to have seen more of him, more playing through him, because I felt like he had the most energy of anyone on the field at that point.
1: Yeah, that's true. It was it, He came in for Hector Viaba who I thought, again, struggled uh, in his second start this he, season. He
0: played well off the bench in against Monterey on yeah. Wednesday, but in D.C., which was a whole different situation tonight, tonight it felt like he was pressing. It felt like yeah. he was trying to to make an impact and maybe trying to do a little too much.
1: That's what I thought was the case in D.C., too, just dribbling right. way too much. Uh, I don't think Russell got an overlap the whole time Viaba was in the game.
0: There were two times specifically that I remember Tito using him as a as a decoy and cutting inside.
1: Um, and it just that's it, it wasn't working for Viaba. It wasn't working for Atlanta United. Seventy one percent, seventy one percent possession. Just two chances created, which two is,
0: shots on goal. There were ten chances created. Uh,
1: MLS had just two chances created.
0: Two shots on goal.
1: I just saying what no, was.
0: No, I, I looked at Opta. It was ten uh, chances I was, created. I was talking to ten key passes. That's that's the chances I'm created.
1: Going by what's on the MLS. Oh half. no, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: telling you, they're wrong because Opta had it at ten. Um, they had it at six at half.
1: There maybe they're mislabeling or things. four at half. I'm sorry, four and
0: four. Maybe, maybe.
1: Um. But anyway, it's you know Frank said earlier this week. There's a couple things that kind of stood out to me about tonight that it doesn't matter how much we possess the ball if we're not creating chances. 100%. And, again, this is kind of a perfect example of possessing a lot of the ball but not really doing anything with it. Um, And the other thing he said uh, that our intern Parker is writing about is that he didn't want to change the formation unless the team had at least a week to train. But then they go out in Monterey and change the formation, and then they start here four days later with a new diamond. Formation, which is a little bit different than what they've played before, and no wingbacks per se. It was narrow. Um, and that's something that they haven't used in, well, I said it in my story they haven't used it in two years. You could argue that they used it at New England the first season where the team was just flat worn out and we just trying to get out of New England with a draw on that cold night in September.
0: Yeah, that was up there. that was two up top and four in the back. Yeah. This was a three But it was just it was a very three.
1: narrow. Yeah, it was
0: um, it was essentially instead of wing backs, they so, were pinched in as a 3-3-1-3. Three, three, three.
1: And then they changed it to a 4-4-2 four, four, yes. when they threw they hadn't had any shots on goal and through 20 25 minutes or no shots uh, through 20 25 minutes. Philadelphia had already created a couple of chances down on the other end. So Frank changed it to a four-four-two. Joseph had pity had a shot that landed in the tunnel, I think. Joseph had a shot that hit the crossbar, and then things kind of slumped again. Then they changed the formation again to uh, four-two-three-one.
0: Four, two, for how after many? I don't conceding. know how many
1: minutes that was.
0: That was that was for most of the second half. That was really after um, the, after you conceded.
1: But that's the first time that they've used a formation that they've used the previous two years that have worked pretty well. And why I just, I'm just i still a little bit baffled why Frank hasn't brought one of the 3 2 or the the four two three one that the team scored 70 goals each of the past two seasons and won an MLS Cup. Uh, we talked about this a little bit after the Monterey game. I still disagree with you. It can't simply be because there's no Franco Eskimo. It just can't. You that, can't I'm just
0: going with what he said.
1: I know, but you can't. I, I disagree. It doesn't make any sense to me. You can't change a whole formation and tactics because of one player. especially when the injury happens the very first day of training camp. It it doesn't make sense to me. i gonna be really curious to see what they can work on, if they can work on anything over the international break, because six guys, including five you would consider offensive, are going to be gone.
0: Which six? Mm
1: Pity, Joseph, Mm -hmm. Tito, Barco's gotten called up by Argentina under 23s. All right, Carlton Carlton, to the U20s. That's five. Yeah, okay. The oh, and My, was, Miles was, is uh, getting called up too. I think
0: if that if they'd ever announced something about this to the U
1: twenty three, I think that's
0: the secret mythical U twenty three camp that I guess is actually going to happen <laughs> now. And Miles gets called up as he deservedly will be.
1: I think it happens in Carrollton. <laughs> because,
0: there's no telling. It was rumored, and it just never came out about it. I don't know what's going on. But there's with, two but
1: anyway. issues with with all. Not it's issues because uh, I'm looking at it from an Atlanta angle. Not only are these guys not going to be here to work on the offense, but they're also not going to get to rest. They've got to fight Those guys aren't. They've yeah. got to practice. They've got to play.
0: The U23 camp was reportedly going to be in Spain. The U20 camp is, is in it, Spain. Is uh, it, I
1: thought it was in Poland, n- the U20 camp.
0: The World Cup's in Poland. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they're, the camp's in Spain. They're playing France and Japan, I believe. Uh, Venezuela will be in Spain for their one game over the break where they play Argentina Argentina will be in Spain for that and they'll go to Morocco for the second game on Tuesday the 26th uh, the good thing about Tito and Paraguay is that they'll be in the States they're at Red Bull Arena Friday night and then they're in Santa Clara at uh, Levi Stadium against, I can't really play in the second one but that's the Tuesday the 26th game yeah, the international break you're going to be missing guys Um you're going to have to really focus on resting during the international break with everybody else and a guy like Eric Rometty needs the rest and then you go to Columbus and then you have two weeks and and that's where you're going to have to see a jump I really think you're going to have to see this team look a lot better when they hit the field at Gillette against New England after that extended break when everybody's together because this one is going to be more about rest for the guys who aren't on international duty in my opinion I thought Rometty looked gassed I thought Lorenowitz, before he was injured and had to come out, looked gas. And the team made silly passing mistakes in the final third and some silly passing mistakes in the defensive areas that nearly cost them multiple times. And that just looked like tired legs.
1: Yeah. DeBoer talked about the the fatigue plague factor. The silly passes in the back, I think this is the first time we've seen that. The silly passes and inefficient decisions on offense – we've seen going back to Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, So fatigue can't be a factor there, although rustiness could.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you can't say that because it happened in Costa Rica and and different passes that are misconnecting here are the same reason, because they have played more minutes. You can make progress but still have poor decisions, poor form because of tired legs. I think there has been progress in the attacking areas. I think tonight to have that much possession that is a good thing. You have to do something with it, and you can't have an error that leads to a chance the other way, a big chance the other way.
1: I don't know how much the, the possession though, was just simply being seated by Philadelphia. So in that you case, had it doesn't of mean a lot in to half. me.
0: You had a lot in their half. Yeah, and it, that's a little different.
1: Well, it, it still doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, I still am just a little baffled as to the. Why not start with a formation that they've scored 70 goals? They don't trust the a right season? back.
0: I think that's abundantly clear at this point is that he doesn't trust a right back if it's not Franco Escobar.
1: Uh, Julian Gressel played right back some last year.
0: One game as a starter in a yeah. four-man back line. I mean, that's, that's what at it was. At this point,
1: I think it's got to be tried because nothing's working.
0: Well, I mean, here's the thing I would say is – I would assume that it was tried in preseason after Escobar was injured, and I would assume that he didn't like what he saw. And that's why you're at where you're at. And now the, the point about not being able to change the formation in the start without having time in between to work on something, I really, to me, that is saying he doesn't trust Julian Grussell as a right back in a four-man back line. And until you get Escobar back, you're not going to see that. I think you're able in a 4-2-3-1 to get the best out of this team. I do. Because you're going to be able to have some balance in your attacking areas. You're going to be able to probably, in my opinion, and I I could be wrong because, again, I'm not seeing training every day. I'm not seeing every move here. But I think you could do very similar to what he did at Ajax with a number six and two attack minded central midfielders in front. Nagby is one of those who can come back and forth and be a box-to-box I think Barco's the other one. I really think Barco in the middle, as the player you play through, is how this team will look its best. With 50 Martinez and Tito Villalba on the flanks, Joseph Martinez as the nine, I think that gets the best out of the group you have.
1: That sounds like the four-one-four-one one 4 one I uh, espoused before the Monterey game here. Just to try to get the talent on the field in some well, sort of formation that makes a little bit yeah, more sense. Uh,
0: let's, let's be real that... The differences between a four-three-three, a four-two-three-one, and a four-one-four-one are the most narrow of differences, yes, yes. and that's that's really where we're at. I mean, where Nagby plays is going to be the difference between that. Is he going to drop more against like some opponents? He would. Against others, he would be able to push up high. Like in a match like tonight, he's going to be able to push up high because Philadelphia doesn't want the ball.
1: Now, uh, Pithy Martinez, uh, I saw a stat. Uh, in between Monterey and this game I think it was he had taken 16 shots 13 of them had come from outside the box Mm -hmm. and the other three had all come in the Herediano game at Kennesaw State Uh, tonight uh, a couple more shots from outside the box Uh, I don't think any of them were on goal again and he just he looked of all the players on the field he looked the most out of gas
0: I'd say Remetti looked more but yeah Pitti looked tired um I thought he was going to come off. Uh, I thought Barco was going to come in for him. Um, it was kind of a flip your coin at that point between Tito and Pitti. Neither one was really very effective tonight. Um, left Pitti on. Uh, I
1: but, forgot Pity was on the field in the second half for a long time. He drifted honestly. out of
0: it at times, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing about the shots from distance, go back and look at Miguel Almiron's numbers last year and the amount of shots he took from outside the 18. He was having that issue as well. I think it's something that Pitty does have to have a little more patience. Um, it's something that he has had a lot of success with in his career. It's something that he has a number of highlights for from his time at River. It's something that right now is not working. And it's something that I really feel like playing through a player like Barco, and Nagby in the second half against Monterey, I think, was that type of player as well. He didn't have that tonight. But playing through somebody else And Pitti being a secondary player to that player right now would be very helpful for him. And also getting fit and all those things are definitely part of it. But the fact is, I don't think he should be the focal point of this team right now and be getting as many touches in the final 30 as he is. He's not delivering at the moment.
1: Now, and the other thing about that to me is he's also not making a lot of runs. He's not – I mean, no one was moving very much tonight. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't want to make you pass the ball to him in space or anything like that. It's
0: a different player because he wants the ball to his feet to beat people on the dribble, and it's a very different style that is is not what this team has really had before. And it's not clicking yet. It's not. And the 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 big issue with that is if you're going to be that player and demand the ball to your feet you have to be able to deliver, and right now he's not. So that's not the best option. Yeah. It's where you're at. I really think him coming back, if he goes to Morocco with Argentina, him coming back last would, I think, make it easy to have him come off the bench in Columbus. Um, and then you're wanting, again, to get the best out of him in this group as you get to New England.
1: I'd almost just give him the week off when And you might. Back. You might. Just, just- – Say you need it, give it to give it to whomever needs it. Just say take the week off. I would rather you go might. with some reserves in this game and, and get y'all back for the rest of the season. Depending on what it risk looks like for him with the national and everything else.
0: If he uh, if he plays, and, and we'll see if that happens. Right now, I, I don't think he's going to start it. I think he's going to be a bench guy with that group. But he has a lot of pressure on him there as well because he desperately wants to be part of the Copa America squad this summer and he's not in form right now for that.
1: To his credit, he did have three chances created tonight looking at mm-hmm. the sheets provided by... The team from Opta, which I guess are different than what is posting on the MLS. Yeah, and Julian Gressel had four chances. Right, that's what I was
0: going by. Um, yeah, it was strange um, because I mean, you think of the goal and you think of Joseph's bicycle kick and yeah. then Joseph putting one off the crossbar. That's three chances right there. So, and that's not other shots but other I, things. I
1: don't know if I trust these stats either because it only has Miles Robinson with one tackle.
0: Which the um, way you define tackle yeah. is kind of weird. He, anyway, yeah, he miles was great tonight again.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was the man of the match for me again. He was. Um, what, what's uh, what do you have coming up this week?
0: Uh, Overreaction Monday will be fun tomorrow. Um, nine to eleven on the soccer down here app on Spreaker, and on soccer down here dot net. Uh, we have stoppage time at facebook.com slash 929 the game uh, from the studios at Colony Square Wednesday at two o'clock with myself with Mike Conti with Jimmy Vance. And we'll get into all this We'll talk about the international duty coming up Now we'll talk about Ezekiel Barco getting called up We'll talk about uh, Miles Robinson getting called up I was campaigning for that quite loudly on the broadcast I'm glad that he is getting called up He deserves it And we'll talk about what's wrong and what's right And what needs to change
1: Yeah, the Robinson thing is what I've heard It hasn't been verified yet This U23 uh,
0: camp is a mystery
1: Same for Barco is what I've heard yeah. It hasn't been verified yeah. yet Yeah um, and you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I'm waiting to see when Jason busts out his uh, team ring. Um, <laughs> and we will talk to y'all later. Atlanta United one one draw with Philadelphia. Atlanta United is 0 0 and two, or I'm sorry o one and two in league play this season. Uh, 0-0 and 002 at home as uh, we head into the international break.
0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nigat are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.